Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. The 4th of July is coming, and that means the fireworks stand from Whizbang Fireworks is now open with a huge selection of fireworks. 500 milligram display cakes, multi-shot reloading artillery shells, bottle rockets, Roman candles, missiles, fountains, cones, assortment packs. Whizbang Fireworks will get your 4th of July off to a big bang. Whizbang Fireworks open daily, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. on North Main Street behind Pizza Hut. Sheridan County allows the use of fireworks from July 1st through the 7th. Happy 4th of July from Whizbang Fireworks. It's the final week to save on every piece of bedroom furniture at Moss Holders Design Center. If you need to update a master bedroom, guest room, or kids room, Moss Holders has options. Choose from a wide selection of high quality, solid wood products, or find more budget-minded bedroom groups from Ashley Furniture. Whether you find your favorite pieces in stock or need to order in the perfect group, every piece of bedroom furniture is on sale now. Moss Holders bedroom sale ends this Saturday. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. To put some extra cash in your pocket over Rodeo Week? Black Diamond Security has openings for security positions during Sheridan YO Rodeo. From helping at the gates to patrolling the grounds, Black Diamond Security is a fun, friendly company to work for. Stop down at the Sheridan Workforce Center, 247 East Grinnell Street on June 28th between the hours of 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Meet Bill Case and get started with a great job opportunity with Black Diamond Security. The Sheridan Farmer's Market is back for another great season at Whitney Commons Park. You'll find local produce, meat, eggs, coffee, baked goods, and outstanding locally crafted items this Thursday and every Thursday from 5 to 7 p.m. through September 14th. See the best our hardworking local producers have to offer at the Sheridan Farmer's Market Thursday evenings at Whitney Commons Park. Sponsored in part by Sheridan Media. And remember, please leave your pets at home. Hi, this is Chance Harris. And I'm Laura Wichick. Did you know Harker Mellinger provides services to help you with your payroll and accounting problems or business concerns? Schedule an appointment today to discuss how our professional staff can find the solutions that work best for you. Harker Mellinger has been providing quality service for Sheridan area businesses for over 37 years. Remember, you get our exclusive fixed fee, one monthly fee, unlimited phone calls and meetings. Call Harker Mellinger today, 672-0785. Hey Sheridan, it's Laura with your Main Street Project update. When it rains, it pours, or so they say, but with all of this rain, it limits how much we can pour. Concrete, that is. So the paving of Dow Street is a bit behind, which means we can't open it quite yet. But there is a window of hope in the forecast, which will allow us to get Dow Street paved and open to traffic the first week of July. As I've mentioned in the past, when one block opens, one must close, which means we will be closing the next section of Main Street from Alger to Grinnell the first week of July, likely the 5th, rather than the week of June 26th. So be prepared for that change. Remember all sidewalks within the work zone remain open and protected from construction, and there's plenty of parking within a short, heart-healthy distance from Main Street. Craving more details? Have questions or concerns? Come hang with the cool kids at one of the weekly project meetings on Wednesday at 1.30 at ERA Carroll Realty. Can't make the meeting? Follow Sheridan Main Street Project on Facebook, Instagram, or visit the City of Sheridan's website. Thanks for your patience and understanding. 
summer's here. That means warm weather road trips. You're ready, but is your car ready? Are your tires safe for hot weather driving? Midas Tire and Auto has rebates up to 170 bucks on name brand tires like Michelin, BFG, Cooper, and Hankook. Is your vehicle's air conditioner running on empty? New or old, including the most recent YF Freon systems, Midas works on all AC systems, getting and keeping you safely on the road for this summer's travels. See Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Open Lines, Aaron Palmer. Good morning on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Aaron Palmer along with Ron Richter. And uh, it's Open Line Friday. What you want to talk about is... What we will talk about, but we do have a topic this week, and that is on green energy. Well, I shouldn't say green. I guess that's a no. Uh, it's not quite correct. It's uh, renewable energy is what we want. So let me see here. Try that again. There we go. Oh, okay. I thought we no, were can, ready to go. No, I can we hear were. you. Yeah, I was talking to the Martians. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear you, but I guess I was in the room. I was phoning home to ET. No kidding. Okay. Well, anyway, we're talking about renewable energy, and um, this came up because of, well, I think it was Steve and Steve that came up with this question last week, and it was... Uh, Actually, pretty good one because I was blank on what to do. But renewable energy is one of those things that is, uh, especially in Wyoming, because we have a lot of the you know traditional energy stuff mm-hmm. here. And so there are people here that are not necessarily against it, but they're kind of you know they question its viability. And I think there's a lot a lot to that. Anyway, this week's uh, first Northern Bank poll question was. The, yeah, the first Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question, do you think renewable energy is playing a significant role in tackling climate change? Uh, 80% said no, 362 votes, um, and 15% said yes, 70 votes, and there were uh, 4% that uh, were undecided. So uh, the undecided <laughs> almost up there with the the yes. The no, the yes. The, the, the overwhelmingly, it was no. Oh, Excuse you know what surprised yes. me about this the most, though? You know, two of those no votes came from uh, Councilman Andrew Patchick and Kristen Jennings because they vote no on everything. <laughs> so, you know, they voted no on this, of course. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Just just to me. Get, to give your two cents. Just me. So, Just me. They vote no on everything, so I figure they probably vote are, no are, on this. Are, uh, Trevor, I, th- is it safe to say that you're a disgruntled constituent? Or, and, and sarcastic at the same time. No. Can you tell? Not you. I just heard the story the other day. Okay. About the uh, Ron had the uh, budget discussion. Yeah. And I'm just I'm I'm shaking my head, going. If you're a council person, or you're a mayor who has a vote, as a count, kind of a council person as well. What's your job? Well, what the is no your votes, job? That was your on the budget, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Your job is not to go. You know. 
what are you worried what are you worried about the constitution of wyoming and the united states of america if you're on a city council in a small town your job is to make sure that stuff runs here you know that we have the, all these great nonprofits that the city and the county give money to you know dog the hub on smith really because i'll bet you go down there at lunchtime walk in there at lunchtime get up on the stage and announce what he said on the radio and there will be a whole bunch of seniors be on the move right at you. Yeah. Because that is a great place. And that's one of the shining stars in this community. And you cannot dog the hub on Smith. And well, hopefully, I'm just going to leave it there because it's your guys' show. But I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, there's no reason not to talk about it if that's if that's something that has no, it, gotten it, your it's attention. A, it's a big issue. Right. And, and the thing is... I think why some of the other council and the mayor took issue with it wasn't so much, okay, great, you know, that's your opinion. I'm not happy that's, with funding nonprofits. That's fine, but yeah. Y- y- when you vote against the budget, you're voting against the entire budget. So basically voting against the budget says, I don't want street sweepers out there. I don't want my snow picked up. I don't want my potholes filled. I don't want infrastructure projects done. I don't done. want garbage. employees getting their paychecks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're basically... Shutting her down. Thumbing your nose against every city of Sheridan employee, basically, is what you're doing. And I don't know how you can see it any otherwise, other than to throw out the term unconstitutional when uh, really it isn't. No. I mean, I'm just being frank. I mean, that's and, it's... and that's one of the things I didn't understand when I read your story and heard it on the air was how is it unconstitutional? How is the budget unconstitutional? Well, that exactly question, that which... question was asked of uh, Councilman Andrew Patsig by Councilman Terry Weitzel. And the answer was, well, I, you heard the answer. I mean, it was, yeah. if you're going to come with it's unconstitutional, you better have the meat to back it up. Because if, if you don't, you just look foolish. Yes. Yeah, and you, you sound foolish. If you're going to play the role of a, a constitutionalist, you better know the Constitution. Inside and out. Yep. And then there was also, uh, it was asked of the city, city attorney, attorney if, if, it, if, in his opinion, if yes. that was unconstitutional. And he said no. And he said no. And he is a trained legal yeah. expert. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's... And the other thing, too, it was kind of a drive-by tactic. Because I think that the, the, the comment was made that, look, there are budget meetings constantly leading up to a new they budget had year. A, a, I think it was a three. That was another great they, point. There was right. a three, four-hour budget session where every department head came before the city council in a study session, presented their budget. In, in the, I mean, it was. And explained it all. It was the all city laid out. does it very thoroughly and very transparent. If you want to know the, the budget kid, numbers, all you have to do is do a little bit of legwork and they're all there for you. And the thing is, like, you know, Aaron, you, you do cover a lot with Buffalo. The county commissioners in Johnson County, Sheridan County, Buffalo City Council, all the city councils do the same thing. Right. They all Dayton, do. Dayton, Ranchester, yep. uh, Claremont, mm-hmm. on their level that's what they do and the job is to make it a nice place to live the idea to or or, or, to bring up a a problem you have with a portion of the budget is not when it's being passed and i agree that was the mayor that said that why are you waiting till the you know the 1159 i I think that that was the big ambush yes it was an ambush right and then to fall back and say well you know that it's unconstitutional it's i just I don't. 
grandstanding. And when then you're asked what is unconstitutional about it, and your explanation is about as clear as mud, then... You know, I mean, it's it's hard to take that seriously. Exactly. It would have been better, in my opinion, had whoever it was just come out and said, look, I don't agree with this, so therefore I'm not going to vote for it. Okay, well, at least you've, at least your stance is your opinion. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I, I don't know. I didn't get it. I really didn't get it. But just not voting for the budget to me is, is <clears throat> then why are you on the city council? Gotcha. Do we have a caller? We do. Caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Yes. In the question regarding what happened at the city council budget session, uh, council and Patsy and um, Jennings voting no. Uh, uh, Vicki, that happened at the city council meeting. At yes. study sessions, they don't actually vote on anything. Oh, I'm sorry if I said study session. Yeah. I, I apologize. Uh, I just I wanted to clarify that. before. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, my, my question, though, in regard to this, you gentlemen brought it up. Who was it that, one, articulated the word, is this allowable by statute or constitutional, et cetera? Here is my question on this. That budget process where you had work sessions, and they were directed by whom? The mayor, or were they directed by the city administrator? And are they challenging, this is merely speculation on my part, are they challenging whether or not uh, Mr. McRae is the budget officer for the city of Sheridan? In the past, it's always been referred to as clerk, treasurer, clerk, treasurer position, mayor. Who is devising the budget? Because I believe Mr. McRae did address council, and I could be wrong, during that meeting on Monday uh, to explain why we're, we don't want to go back. I remember a remark was made, we don't want to go back in the middle of the fiscal year and have to have meetings to readdress the budget. We're going to aim for $97 million yes. or something. So who, who does the budget? Who is the budget officer by statute for Sheridan? That would be my question. And gentlemen, I'll get off the phone. I haven't got anything more to add, and maybe you have the answer. Thank you. City administrator, wouldn't it be? City treasurer. Um, there's a, I mean, there's a slew of people that have to do with the budget. But yes, I, I mean, so Stu McRae, technically not not just yeah. One. There's it's not a, just it's a committee of people. Yes, okay. and the budget is presented by the department heads. <clears throat> Each department head crafts their budgets. I, I think I'm pretty sure the administrator kind of oversees all of that. He is the, you know, the head cheese, so to mm-hmm. speak. Um, and, and I what. What Vicky was referring to is the fact that they have a whatever it is ninety seven ninety six million dollar budget this year, and it's because they're they're factoring in all the anticipated grants and loans and sure. and, and all this. That way, they don't have to come back and do a a slew of revisions throughout the year. Amendments, yes. Yeah. Um, and, and which you know some people don't agree with that. Some people do. It's just a, a different approach to budgeting. But right. uh, there are a lot of municipalities that do it that way. I was way. just going to say, and it seems to be trending that way because even Buffalo this year, they just passed their budget on third reading this week. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it was significantly higher. I think last year it was like a $13 million-ish uh, budget. This year was 18 almost $19 million. But half of their 
uh, budget this year was it went to capital construction projects. Yes. So they put all that in there, and then they're also putting the anticip the grants that they've already got. Yep. And then the grants that they're expecting to get, blah blah blah. Same thing. They're they're not wanting to do a bunch of amendments throughout the year. This way, you know, if they if they don't get a grant, then the amendment is okay. We're going to reduce the budget by whatever. Yes. So it's just again a, a different way of doing it. But I think they're all leaning toward going that direction. Yeah, it's it's kind of a trend with yeah. uh, budgeting for uh, municipalities. Not a trend, I should say, but I mean it's you're seeing more and more <clears> of that. And, and I mean, I don't, I, I, I think it makes sense, but yeah. I, I think either way makes sense. I yeah. mean, the six and one half dozen of the other, it's just how they're doing it. And Buffalo's a little different, or I guess Sheridan's a little different. Well, no, because I guess city administrators are pretty common. So Buffalo might be the exception as opposed to the rule. Right. So Buffalo doesn't have a city administrator. So that, that job kind of falls on the mayor slash uh, city clerk as well because she's also a city clerk treasurer. So those two are pretty much into you know doing what the city administrator in Sheridan would do. So yes. and that's traditionally how it's been done. Yep. So but I, I think I think Vicky was just bringing up the fact that you know there were some people that when they heard that overall number it was a little bit of a sticker shock. They just you know and that's why the story that I did for Tuesday I, I literally had Stu explaining why they did this mm-hmm. why they have this bigger number it's not because they had a huge influx Windfall. yeah right. you know and, and he basically explained it very thoroughly why they're doing it this way and why they came to that number and now that could change you know it's you know a lot of people anything anyone that knows anything about budgets know that it's kind of a, a moving document it's, sure. it's not something that it's a steadfast number it's not like our our monthly budget that we go by you know right it's not like our paychecks are pretty much within a few dollars right. of each other yeah and it's same thing with with buffalo you know when they they did their budget and again it was like a five million dollar increase over last year or almost six but nine hundred thousand almost a mil i guess it was a little over a million with local local funding with it as well but they they're replacing the city's water meter so that they can read them from the street okay that project got a 900 and some odd thousand dollar grant mm-hmm. from slib for that and so that that's just one tiny thing that and it was a capital construction quote unquote project and that was one fifth of the of the difference between last year's budget and this so these projects are you know they take up quite a bit of money so it doesn't take very many construction projects for these budgets to go you know significantly higher than yeah. they were the year before oh definitely i mean in i mean when you get grants and loans and <clears throat> pass-throughs from federal government to mm-hmm. the state government you there's a lot of i guess for a lack of a better word inflated costs mm-hmm. that that occur um you know it's just how it works it's government you know, you know how i feel about that well anyway that's uh <laughs> yeah it was totally this, is, this completely. is interesting thanks trevor um, yeah got us going got everybody going oh he's what i heard my name yeah, yeah. I, I said I we were just saying thanks you, you got us off on the, on off the on tangent the, but that's the, fine uh, no and it is it's 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 a big issue budgets are big and when you vote against them, you, you have to come with a little more than it's unconstitutional. Okay. 
Very good. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about what we originally were going to talk about and whatever you want to talk about. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. We'll be back in just a minute. to the most complex electrical applications. Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Okay, so I got this smartwatch that actually tells me that it's time to drink water. Our ancestors crossed the wilderness in covered wagons without water reminder sundials. How did they not die of thirst? Well, if you're looking for water, all you have to do is call 307 Wildcat Well Service in Eureka to drill a hole in the ground and deliver cool, clear water. So here's your reminder, you need water. Contact 307 Wildcat Well Service today, and you too will have cool, clear water. The rodeo is part of who we are. It's our history, our identity. But boy, this is not your granddaddy's rodeo anymore. The YO is bigger, better, and bolder. Larger purses, tougher competition, and a whole lot of family fun. Come for the world champion Indian relay races, high-stakes PRCA action, and a warm welcome unlike anywhere else in the world. Get your tickets at SheridanYORodeo.com. Your health is important. Don't put off feeling your best today. PEMF Wellness can help get rid of the toxins in your body, assist with muscle fatigue, and support general relaxation. If you have not tried PEMF therapy, call Aaron today and book your session. 752-8117. Check out PEMF Wellness on Facebook for more information and give certificates for new clients available on Sheridan Media Hot Buys every Thursday. Have you seen that new viral video online? The one where people hit each other in the face with a fish? Yes. I think it's called Extreme Slap Bass. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to play Slap Bass and take photos to submit to the Fish Your Bass Off contest at SheridanMedia.com? Yeah, we can go to the contest page, click the banner, and enter once a day, now through Labor Day. Yeah, we could win a $500 gift card from Shipton's and Blodorn Lumber just for playing Slap Bass. Let's do it and submit a photo today. Ouch! When you talk to your pets, this is what they hear. And your dog replies, Hey, Mr. Whiskers, I think he's saying we're getting new dog and cat food from Northwest Naturals. Raw diets for dogs and cats sold locally only at the Health Net. He says Northwest Naturals has cat treats, too. Which means you guys stay here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall right now. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Numbers to call if you have something that you want to talk about. 674-4443-672-5763. And... We kind of got off a little bit yeah. on a on a side note, but it was a good discussion. And if somebody else wants to discuss that or something else, call in. And, and, and you know the it. thing is, don't get me wrong. I mean that that's how <clears throat> government works. Not everyone agrees on things. I understand right. that. Right. And I, I think w why some of the council was a little taken back was just because there were so many 
meetings and, and there was a I mean they had I think it was like a three four hour all night study session I mean they, they have a pretty thorough study session all the budget numbers are, are online if anyone wants to look at them everything is there available it is the most transparent that I've ever seen the city of Sheridan since I've been working here I, I mean it's all right there all you mm -hmm. have to do is go to their website and look mm -hmm. um, but here's the thing, then bring it up. Bring it up two months ago. Don't bring it up, you know, at the 11th hour. That's, I think, what a lot of people, like you said, were in the, on the council were kind of, you know, disgruntled about was, wait a minute, you had ample opportunity mm -hmm. to voice your, your discon, whatever, your, your difficulty with this, and you didn't until we're passing the budget. Now, you know, uh, 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 here's the way I look at it. Would you have voted no if it came down to your vote? And I'm not voting right. this to, to a specific, right? Yeah, a specific councilman or councilwoman or anything. But I'm just saying, if it came down to your vote, would you voted? Would you have voted against the budget? So basically, the entire city of Sheridan workforce would have been laid off. I mean, what? What? I don't under. I don't get it. And one of the things we talked it's about political grandstanding, right? During we talked about this while we were out the air, is it would have been better off to, in my opinion, for whomever was against it to say, look, I'm against whatever thing in the budget, you know, I don't agree with this. Say that in the open meeting. It's part of the minutes, part of the minutes, and they see that you or whoever is there Are covering the it. meeting. Yeah. So it's going to come out in the public and then vote for it. You know, you have every right to do that. Look, I'm against this, but I'm going to pass the budget and protest even though I'm against this. That would have done the same thing without yeah, I, I, without it looking not good. Aaron, you, you said it a lot more politically correct than I, <laughs> I, I did. But I, I'm, I'm just saying it was, it was you know, I, I, I think there's a little bit of frustration that uh, what occurred Monday night occurred. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because, you know, and I, I, I'm totally for doing your own thing, blah, 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 whatever. But, I mean, it, it's, it's what you said. This is what I don't like about this budget. But overall, I like a lot of things about this budget. So I will be voting for it. But here are the things I don't like. Right. And, and yes, you, you are on thing. the record. You're in the minutes. It was mm -hmm. a public hearing prior to the... The consideration and adoption. Yeah. And then you could have gone to your whoever constituents and said, look, I didn't agree with this, but the budget needed to be passed. Mm -hmm. So there you go. See what you started? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> no. No, I threw, you know what? I threw the grenade out there, baby. And I threw that Molotov cocktail out there. <laughs> and, and you just got and in the way. And we picked it up and threw it and back. And you threw it back. <laughs> you, you poked the bear. Well, you know what, though? Sometimes you just have to... You know, I just you slap your forehead and go, really? Yeah, some that's really some of the all things you can do. So, yeah, sometimes you just slap your forehead and go, wow, just wow. But, but see, that's that's why I you know I pose a question: Would the votes have been the same if it was relied on those votes to pass the budget? So what I'm saying is, did you vote no, knowing full well the budget was still going to pass? Because then basically that is a political grandstand. That is the definition of it. Can you imagine what would have happened if the budget wouldn't have passed? Yeah. 
I, I, I mean, I can. I don't want to. But I mean, it's. I mean, that's for you know, that's the place you don't want to go. At that point, what do you do? I mean, what does the rest of the council do if the budget doesn't pass? Oh boy, what are your options? I don't know. Cage match? No. I I don't know. I mean, at that point, you know, you you think about what that could mean. That's a shutdown, right? Yes. Yeah. It literally is a government shutdown. It would be as of July first. It would be. There's no more money, right? Yeah. So I I don't know. Do you do you go back into budget hearings and try to revamp? What do you do? Yeah, you would. You would have to hold like some special emergency emergency meetings meetings to try to get somebody's mind changed on that. Yeah, crazy. Okay. And some might call it political suicide too. Right. Well, it could be. Could be, yeah. All right, let's shift gears here. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. The uh, question, first Northern Bank poll question this week was, do you think renewable energy is playing a significant role in tackling climate change? I got it. Can I chime in on this? Yeah. You know, in reading the question, I mean, we're not too far down the road yet. No. You know what I mean? And that's part of the argument. Uh, You know, okay, solar, wind, Nuke, you know, you say the old nuke word. I mean, is there anything cleaner than that? It's pretty clean. Mm-hmm. Now it's got its drawbacks, obviously. Right. When you think of a Chernobyl. Well, you know, all things energy, like that. Yeah. But all what, was, what was the big one back in our day? Three Mile Island? Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, there's always going to be a drawback to everything. Yes. The, the one drawback I have, when I was a kid, remember the, the first time I ever saw those big wind generators? Yeah. There's like one I remember as a kid. It was right outside of Livingston, Montana, where the wind howls constantly. It's always windy there. The other place was north of Billings towards Great Falls, um, Judith Gap. There was almost a little wind farm there, not real big. Then you had, you know, Medicine Bow on your way to Laramie. Now all of a sudden they're everywhere. And I think it just disgusts me when I see them because, I mean, People go, oh, it's just Medicine Bow. No, actually, Medicine Bow is kind of a cool place, and the view shed is ruined in a lot of places. In the in the dark, when you drive at night, because I drive at night a lot during, you know, in school. Go to Laramie. Yeah, sure. or, you know, whatever, up and down the interstate. You can drive from Douglas to Casper and look to the north in the dark, and all you see are red flashing lights mm-hmm. from all of those wind generators. Mm-hmm. And have you been all to over the place? Have you been to southern Minnesota? I have not. If you ever get that opportunity, look because they are everywhere. Mm-hmm. I just think it's just I just think it's you get awful. to you get to east of uh the Missouri in South Dakota mm-hmm. all the way across southern Minnesota. They're everywhere. I just think there's got to be a better way. I don't know. And the other thing is you I found think. out in the last year if they have to replace those things, they have to bury them. They don't recycle yeah. them. They do. Yeah. They have you, to. They can't. They've got the landfill in Casper is full of full. those things. Yes. So, okay. So that's one drawback. Plus the idea that here's the thing is that those wind turbines, and I understand that we need energy. I get that. They kill however many birds. A lot. A lot. And if they, if, if some, if, if a, if a, uh, I don't. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A green individual were to go up there and see that bird dead. If there was oil all over it, everybody on the planet would hear about that. Mm-hmm. But because it's a uh, quote unquote green energy windmill that killed the bird, 
you don't hear anything you know, I, about I, it. I, I like the idea. I'm not against renewable energy at all. Sure. But it's just... I think they're pushing it. And that's part of the argument here is that, yeah, nobody wants to see climate change. Nobody wants no. to contribute to it. Yeah. But the idea that we have the government that's pushing this mandate or all of these mandates by 2030, is this really realistic? No. They're putting them in the ocean, too. Yeah, right. in the, sure. In the last six months, the so, argument I heard is that uh, sea mammals cannot communicate anymore, like whales, right? Because of the noise under the water. Oh, I'm sure the sonar. It's interfering. They figured that out. That navy yes. ships that use sonar do the same thing. Yeah, they, but now they, you think, you know. So, look, it's not all just hey. There's always unintended consequences mm-hmm. for everything, right? Well, and I, I just think it's a little bit. Uh, defeating the purpose it's it's a renewable energy source and it's supposed to be more environmentally friendly but there are a lot of things with it that are bad for the environment but like hydroelectric i think is fine because what you're doing you make reservoirs for water but communities can have but then use but so you build dams right okay now, growing up in the Northwest, I'm going to put a counter argument to that because okay. the, all the dams on the Columbia River mm-hmm. were put in there during the 30s and 40s, mm-hmm. and it helped win the war in the 40s because that's where a lot of the aluminum plants went because it was cheap energy. Yes. Now, fast forward however many decades, what do you got now? and the salmon and steelhead runs all over the Northwest are gone because of those mm-hmm. dams. Mm-hmm. So there is an unintended oops yep. from... Something that was actually very good. And it helped the economy in the Northwest, don't get me wrong. But there was a detrimental effect from those dams that they're now figuring out. Um, And they're never going to get rid of those dams on the Columbia. But they're taking a lot of those dams out of the smaller rivers in Oregon, Washington, Northern Mm -hmm. California. And trying to rebuild at least a portion of those salmon and steelhead runs that have been decimated for decades. And that's great that they can do that. But it's never going to get back to what it was nothing's perfect yeah right i I think it's safe to say that that, that every source of energy is going to have its pros and cons Mm -hmm. i think that's just how it is it's the same thing when you have you know and i'm not picking my my daughter and her husband are vegan so i'm not trying to pick on them but the argument is well we're not killing anything well okay but when the farmers are growing that stuff you know they're tilling the ground so they're killing voles and moles and rabbits and whatever lives in there plus right. then they come through right. and they're putting all this you know the the ddt or whatever it is you know that they're putting on their crops and that kills a lot of the animals and insects yes. and whatever else so it doesn't matter if you're producing food for humans on whatever scale stuff's gonna die mm-hmm. period so it's it's the argument would be for me what's going to do the less damage in, in the long run in the long run right yeah right and I, I, think I agree, that's though. Really I agree. Something, can do. And, but you know what? I do agree. Something has to be done. Sure. But we got to do it in a instead of just you know. Yeah. No. No knee jerk reaction. Yeah. Don't right. knee jerk and, and go. Oh my goodness. And killing the economy in this country with a ten year mandate that we're going to go green by twenty thirty is insane. just unrealistic and yes. insane. It's, it's crazy. That's I mean, crazy. We, do we need to work toward it? Absolutely. Sure. But. To say that all cars are going to be electric by 2030, I don't think so. Well, yeah, it's just not it, going to work. You know how I view that? Then make the electric cars more affordable. There's there's an art. Yep. 
I mean, I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. uh, the working man can't afford. Well, you can't afford cars car. nowadays anyway. Who yeah, can so afford I, 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 just, you know, truck they, They're like, well, everyone new. needs to be driving green vehicles. Well, right. you know, not everyone can afford a $75,000 vehicle. Exactly. And it makes more sense in other places. Like if you're living in a city, if you urban, live in Denver. You, urban area, right? Right. Then it makes more sense to have an electric vehicle because you're going to drive 5, 10 miles to go to work. You can plug your vehicle in at work right. and charge it while you're working. I get that. But if you live in Timbuk6, Wyoming, and you have to drive 200 miles to Casper to shop every other weekend, an electric vehicle is just not feasible. It's just not feasible, period. Because the infrastructure, number one, is not there. And number two, your your driving distances are just way beyond the capability of a lot of those electric vehicles. Plus, look, think of tourism. People that drive on vacations, like to go to Yellowstone, for an example. Just use Yellowstone. They're coming from all over the country and the world. Mm-hmm. How did they get there? Not on their electric bike, okay? Right. You know, now, they get there. They, you know, they're on, they're on tour buses, which, by the way, I would love to have an electric bike. Right. I've seen a bunch of them in Sheridan. I think they're kind of cool. Yeah. But anyway, that's what I mean. <laughs> but you I know, digress. You know, that, but. No, you make a, a, but a, an extremely valid point. Right. I mean, it, but it there is. Are got, ways you know, you, you have can to move freight. Say, you have to move freight. You have to have trains. You have to have right. trucks to deliver the goods. You have to have ships, sure. ships sure. that bring containers. You know, it just you just don't go wave their magic wand and throw something out there like in ten years we're going to be a, no. Yeah, I agree. Now there are ways. Let's take Yellowstone as an example. If you have people, if you want to preserve Yellowstone, which I get, or Glacier, or yeah, whatever any, park you're sure. talking about, Crater Lake. Okay. Yes, to have people driving through those ecosystems is detrimental to that ecosystem. I get that. So, and one of the things when I lived in Cody years ago, they were talking about trying to find some way to get tourists to be able to go through Yellowstone without driving through there. Whether that be a bus system, whether that be some kind of a light rail system, whatever the case may be, and that's fine. Why not work toward that? And then you can have maybe electric buses or whatever sure. to take the people yes. through Yellowstone where they can park, say, in Cody or at Pahaska, somewhere up near there, where they can park their, you know. But you're talking about four to five million people a year. Sure. But, that, but think of the jobs that that would create just in Yellowstone to do that. You know, there, again, we're talking about pros and cons here. It's just something that we could be working toward instead of just mandating that all this is going to happen in 10 years. It's stuff that we can, you know, forward thinking. Why are we not thinking progressively instead of, you know, backwards? Well, yeah, and also a way to work all of the energy together. Right. We're going to need it all. you, you, You can't just put a chokehold on the fossil fuel industry. Even if you have electric vehicles, you're still going to need grease and oil and whatever yes. else that are fossil fuels to run those vehicles well, to some extent. Gonna make batteries somehow. Right. And that's a totally different argument. Okay, we've got a caller. Caller, you're on the line on Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you guys completely on all the points you've been making. Okay. Uh, I was one of the people that voted that they're not going to change the climate or whatever the question was. But anyway, uh, when the Democrats completely controlled Washington, they passed a bill, I believe, 
most people call it the inflation increase bill. And as part of that, $250 billion are supposed to go to climate change. Uh, my question is, how are the Democrats going to change the climate? <laughs> you can look at it from that angle. Anyway, and then here recently, Biden made one of these decrees that something like a billion and a half dollars have to go to climate change. Now, I don't know if that's part of their $250 billion allotment or whatever you want to call it, or that's another billion and a half. We'll probably never know because things like that are not publicized. But anyway, uh, I think that money's just mainly going to go into somebody's pocket, and they're not really going to change the climate or prevent a climate change or whatever. But my other point is people that are ignorant of history, and since most people get nearly all their information from their TV, they don't know about this. And I, I've studied history all my life, and I learned that about 1,000 years ago, there was a global warming period. I think they call it the medieval warming period. I even read a whole book on that. And it sounds like it was warmer back then uh, worldwide than it is now. And the archaeologists have discovered that people in Scandinavian countries were growing grapes. And after it cooled off and everybody started screaming about going into an ice age, people haven't grown grapes in the same area since. Maybe, maybe they could now. I don't know. We have a hard time growing them here in Wyoming. I know that. But also, I've got a hint from reading something that about 5,000 years ago, there was a global warming period. And 5,000 years ago, I don't think too many people were driving automobiles. And 1,000 years ago, I don't think they were. And I don't think the internal combustion engine had been invented yet. And horses, they rode horses, and they kind of <laughs> they kind of polluted things, but that was just on the ground, except for when they cut the cheese. <laughs> Anybody that's been around horses knows about that. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway, back in the 70s, I remember that everybody was scared because their TV kept saying that we were going into an ice age. And it was colder back then. I, in the 80s, I was working on oil rigs when it was 40 below zero, so it was cold. So anyway, my point is that it all runs in cycles. Sure. And it's nothing new. Sure. I think we're going back into a colder period now. Just look out, look at the mountains when it snows in June. 
So that's all I wanted to say, but I enjoy your show, and thank you for letting me speak. Well, thank you. Thank you. And agreed, you know, climate change is cyclical. And I think the point is is that uh, we are trying not to contribute to it as much as we can. We're going to take a quick break right there. We'll be back on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday right after this. And you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, they have a wide selection of estate jewelry, including gold, silver, and platinum. With new items arriving weekly, now is the perfect time to stop in. Items include pre-owned Rolex watches, vintage and modern rings, pendants, earrings, and more, all at great values. They're also buyers of gold, silver, and platinum jewelry, paying maximum prices for diamonds and fine gemstones. So hurry in to Legacy Diamond and Gems, where quality and value are always in style. Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street, downtown Sheridan. Enjoy a little ray of sunshine at Sunlight Federal Credit Union. Help them celebrate the first day of summer all month long. Enter to win their summertime fun drawing. Get 4.97 APR on a 21-month CD with a $1,000 minimum deposit and a penalty for early withdrawal. Or open a new account and we'll match your initial deposit up to $25. The celebration ends with a branch party on Thursday, June 29th from 11 till the food is gone. Sunlight Federal Credit Union, member NCUA and equal housing lender. This summer, unleash your outdoor oasis with the help of CMB Supply, your one-stop shop for all your tools and guard supplies. Located on Heartland Drive in Sheridan, our store is ready to make your summer dreams come true. At CMB Supply, we understand that a well-stocked toolbox is essential for any outdoor project, and we have just the items to help you fill it. From grills to gardening to do-it-yourself landscaping, we got you covered. CMB Supply is here to transform your yard into a summer paradise. CMB Supply open Monday to Friday, 7:30 to 6:30, and Saturday, 8 to 3. Novus Autoglass does more than just chip and windshield replacement. Hi, this is Cindy, and here at Novus Autoglass, we can replace window regulators, door glass, back glass, and many more other options. Big or small, we can fix them all. Novus Autoglass can also service and recalibrate lane departure and other safety systems. Come see us at our new location, 1034 Broadway Street, or call us at 307-672-0139 to set up an appointment. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter, and we've been talking about all kinds of stuff, really, but the budget, city budget, and the budget vote. We won't go any farther into that. We, we have a limited amount of time. Well, one of the things that we wanted to talk about, which we have somewhat, is the First Northern Bank uh, poll question this week. Do you think renewable energy is playing a significant role in tackling climate change? Overwhelmingly, people said no. No. And I think that's, at, at this point, I think that's a good assessment of what's going on. I think one of the things I read online this week is that roughly 13% of U.S. energy production, and that seems a little high, but maybe it was a typo, but according to what I read, it was 13% is renewable energy. Is renewable. And that, um, obviously, they want that to be higher. Some of the advantages of renewable energy, renewable energy won't run out. It uh, has lower maintenance requirements. 
saves money, numerous environmental benefits, lower reliance on foreign energy sources, which, yes, energy leads to cleaner water and air, granted, and energy creates jobs, renewable energy. So, yes, it does. And the counter-argument to that could be, okay, well, some of the jobs are uh, burying the wind turbines and Casper, but yeah, there it is creating jobs. The landfills are filling up with them. That is true. I mean, I, I'm all for wind energy and harnessing what it can and do and stuff. But it, I mean, I, I I think there should be maybe a little bit better system. That, that makes me wonder. I mean, I understand that you can't. These things are huge. If you, if people haven't been up on on one of these, these things are. I'll bet they're easily a hundred feet long. Each individual, yeah, the blades, blade. they come, they come through once in a while. Periodically, yeah. yeah. So if you if you've been up close to one, you realize that. So I I don't think they can be made out of steel or something that can be uh, recycled. But I don't know what what are they made out of. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, we'll come back and talk about the disadvantages of renewable energy. We've got a caller on the line. You're on Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Caller, go ahead. Another beautiful day in Sheridan County. Yes, it is. Remains to be seen, though. Anyway, my daughter lives in Dubois. She said the electric cars have been a boon for the tow truck industry over there. The people who calculate how far they can go don't count on going uphill in cold weather with their electric cars. Oh, yeah. And get stranded on Togety Pass on their way to Jackson. I guess and, you would uh, burn more energy in one of those going uphill, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, the mountain passes are not friendly and to with electric your, cars. With your heater on and everything, so, yeah. And uh, radio and everything. It looks good, yeah. at, looks good on the map, but not unless you look at the topography has something to do with it. An interesting article in the Smithsonian several years back was talking about William Tell and... Uh, Inadvertently, um, they just mentioned something that uh, cast light on climate change. It said that Switzerland had been um, it existing as a mountain community for hundreds of years, and and the and the key the key point there was that as the snow line was receding over hundreds of years. The country became more productive because there was more ground put into production of food, which prompted the Swiss to build about what was supposed to be the 10th wonder of the world, a bridge to connect them across an impossible canyon into Italy so they could start selling their products. Hmm. And uh, I'm pretty sure they weren't talking about driving trucks to Italy at that time because this happened back in the... Uh, 1300s. So it was. It's been recorded by various comments. Nobody noticed that much going on, but just these casual comments about things that people observed at the time indicate that this has been an ongoing thing. And uh, it's uh, interesting to see it pop up in a in an archaeological um, venue. So, sure. And. There's a lot of other things to point to that, but we haven't even got time to discuss all the stuff they're finding off the shores that are now covered with water, um, things that were built when it used to be dry land all over the place. You, you name the you name the shoreline, and they can find these evidence that 
all this stuff's been going on, ice caps been melting and everything for hundreds and hundreds of years. Sure. So true. Put that in your environmental pipe and smoke it. <laughs> I knew you were going there. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was, that was good. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Well, yeah, true. The, the climate has been changing, and that is the, one of the arguments to it. Well, real quick, disadvantages of renewable energy. The, inter, the electricity generation capacity is not large enough at this point. Renewable energy can be unreliable, low efficiency levels, requires huge upfront capital outlay, true, takes a lot of space to install, expensive storage costs, and not always a commercially viable option and it still generates pollution to some extent so Mm -hmm. the argument there is you know again getting back to is this something that we can do by 2030 probably not probably not do we need to work towards it sure yes and i think a lot of people agree with that it's just the same one right it's our it's convincing our federal government that that's a bad idea put a hard date mandate on it very true okay that'll do it for this week's jackson electric open line friday thanks ron we'll be back next week with a different topic or two or three arrivederci Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. If time and money are important, you owe yourself to visit Valvoline Express Care for your next oil change or automotive repair. They perform quality oil changes quickly, no appointment necessary. They service all vehicle makes and models with products that exceed manufacturer specifications to ensure your new vehicle warranty remains intact. If your car needs new brakes, battery, tires, alignment, or has a check engine light on, they can take care of that too. Valvoline Express Care, powered by the brand you trust, 752 Coffeen Avenue. Let's get those paint brushes rolling. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. Our True Value Paint Department has so much to offer when it comes to painting. Whether you need help with customized color matching or choosing a paint color combination, our True Value Paint Department can help you get started. We offer a full line of True Value and PPG paints, plus all of the accessories you need to get those brushes rolling. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company opens seven days a week at 303 Broadway. According to the Hearing Health Foundation, even those with a mild, untreated hearing loss are twice as likely to develop dementia. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And J.T. Kraft at EBA Hearing. Our mission is about more than selling hearing aids. We want to educate our friends and family on the hazards of untreated loss and unprotected exposure to noise. The most important thing you can do is protect your hearing. But if you have a hearing loss, please don't wait. Correct it today. EBA Hearing, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. KROE.